drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast second episode, where you can get your witchy as fuck, extravaganza, folklore, paranormal hoodoo. Yay! And I want to welcome everyone to country, first and foremost, before we start speaking here. Well, not welcome, acknowledge. Well, it's acknowledge, and I'm welcoming you here into West End. We've got some West End guests. It's also um, sorry day today, so we want to take a special moment to acknowledge the First Nations people, the Yagara and Turrbal people of Brisbane. Um, and their sovereignty in this area. Okay, so on that note of sorry day, uh, I also feel sorry more broadly uh, because uh, as we um, revealed ourselves to be on our first episode, mm. we're quite left-leaning. <laughs> so <laughs> recently a, a devastating thing happened in Australian politics, oh, which I is see. the continuing yeah. uh, reign of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say we were a little disappointed by the election. Yeah, we were. Results. Actually, yes. I didn't like the election process either, but the results were pretty mm-hmm. shit. It was stressful. Yeah. And, of course, just leading up to that as well, Bob Hawke died, a beloved Australian prime minister who was perhaps one of the um, more effective prime ministers in an ecological sense, in a like social justice sense. And um, he was a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, yeah. a, a larrikin, some would say. And, and his death, some of us, including myself, thought – well, this could be the thing that pushes everything over the edge into um, progression and sensibility and common sense. Sadly, it didn't. It did not. I thought I thought the same. I thought it would inspire people when they were going mm. to the polls, reminding us of what once was and what mm, could be. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, it didn't quite work out that way. But I've got some fire in my belly this week. I've yeah. had a little bit of time to lick my wounds, so mm-hmm, to speak, mm-hmm. and it's actually got me... Um, bit fired up. So there you go. Yeah. Let's hope it has the opposite effect. I can't remember who said it to me, but one of my friends was like, I can't, this is awful, but I can't wait for the art Mm. because this is, you know, we've been under this government, the liberal national government since 2013. It's, it's like six years later, we're still here. And I think some of the art and music like punk arises out of situations like this. And so a lot of the oppressive structures that are in their death throes, as we know, and fighting hard to cling on for dear life, these, um, the best art comes because we feel almost, yeah, like we're on fire, right? So Mm -hmm. I also, I too am looking forward to the art and music of this time. Unfortunate side effect, but the best side effect, the Mm -hmm. best music, the best art. Yeah. It's one thing to look forward to, I guess. And hopefully the best sex. <laughs> it is It is Friday. We record on Friday. Yeah, it's true. We, we have one in hand and we have um, some other very special guests with mm. us this evening that we want to introduce to you. We did speak about them a little bit. We're speaking about you guys like you're not here, like you're in a third person, but Andrew and Lachlan are with us. Um, we did talk about them. We did. You guys, last episode and spoke about... Crystal Earth and Eclectica, the two stores that we work at here in West End. And we really wanted to get you guys in. I called you our witchy parents. You are for a lot of people, I feel, this in West End and in Brisbane. Are, mm. oh, and you've got enough kids. You don't need more and of I, us. Oh, yeah, and grandkids. So. I suppose <laughs> it's legit. Yeah. It is, yeah. 
Totally. Magical mom and pop. We Magical also mom and pop. Our, we do. Oh, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you both, like, do we, let's start. How can you start at the beginning when it comes to the occult or about magic or about paranormal? I know, Lachlan, you're a big fan. I spoke about my love of the supernatural and the paranormal. And, Andrea, you and I mm, share a, totally. a huge, huge, huge. Um, love for ghosts, spirits, the paranormal, anything like that. So when did that start for you both? Well, for me, uh, what kind of got me on my journey? Um, I grew up out in the uh, northern suburbs of Brisbane, which I hated every minute of even as a little kid. Um, And then my parents, um, they had their own business. They had an advertising agency and they needed to be in a city. So we moved everybody and moved to Spring Hill. Now that's when... Everything really changed for me because it's mm. like two different worlds. Um, and while we were there, we lived in this really old, typical spooky looking house and I was always terrified of it. And yeah, that's where I saw my first full body apparition. And that's what got me started. It was yeah. even as a kid, you know, people sort of talk about kids like, oh, yeah, no, they don't really understand this and that. But even as an eight-year-old, I sat there and I thought, well, gee, hang on. Before, I was always told that these things weren't real and it was, yeah. you know, my imagination and this. But it's like now I know for sure, you know, <laughs> that was real. I know that was real I'm, and this is going to open me up to everything. I'm not going to just sit there and accept that, no, that's not real. I'm going to find out for myself. And so that's what I did. I just yep. kept on looking. You know, went through my school library and just tried to find, like you said yeah. last week, all the books I could find on the paranormal or anything that was, you know, mm. left of centre, shall we say. <laughs> That's it. And Lachlan, how about yourself? Um, well, there's going back a bit, I guess, um, showing my age a bit, but uh, probably started with TV shows mm-hmm. when I was a kid. HR, puff and stuff. Mm. <laughs> you do it when yes. things get rough. HR, puff and stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that had an influence on me. Mm. Little, I think it was Jimmy, was it? He had a little wand. A, little, oh, uh, a I, magical I, flute. Yes. Yes, oh. magical. I was very into it. <laughs> I'm glad you know it. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was uh, pretty influential on me as a kid, mm. as, a, as a child. But I grew up in Tassie, and if anyone knows Tasmania, it is a beautiful place. It's just nature abound everywhere you go, uh, and it's unavoidable. You know, not like growing up in a bigger city. It's it's you know you only have to go ten minutes out of Hobart, and you're in amazing Fairy forest. Yeah, yeah, it is. And whether they like it or not, it affects everyone there, and it affected me. I, I lived on bushland, and I used to go up and. And I remember as a teenager just looking at the wildflowers and I'm thinking, oh, I better not tell my mates that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, it was just amazing seeing the, just fields of wildflowers over the hills. Yep. Uh, so uh, that, I think that had a big influence on me. Um, and then I guess later on uh, I got into Feng Shui a bit and mm. uh, that, that was sort of a turning point to understanding about energy yeah. transfer and and uh, more witchcraft side of things, uh, you know, just on a more uh, Chinese or Balinese level, actually. Yeah. So where we originated. Um, and then I met Andrea. Oh. And uh, <laughs> learnt more about uh, witchcraft and, yes. uh, and and everything associated with it. Although it was always just there on the side. But, yeah. uh, you know, and everything she was telling me was just made sense. It was all very natural to me. It yeah. wasn't like a... Um, 
it wasn't like a radical or it, wasn't, no. it, it never seemed like uh, uh, controversial. It was only like once I started talking to people that I, that I realised, oh, what, you think it's something bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never really understood that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's a little bit of an insight into my journey. Yeah. Well, I think it's similar to people even coming into your stores who are like, oh, I've really always been interested in this stuff, but I didn't really know where to start. But it's funny, I bought one book from here and everything in it I already kind of do. Like mm. I didn't realise that doing my garden that way or talking in this way or, or using candles in this way was magic. Yeah, it's just all that oh, I'm remembering. My, yeah, or, you mm. know, my mum and I always did that or mm. I always did that with my grandfather or, you know, it's rediscovering like you were saying. Mm. Yeah. So that makes sense. I think that happened a lot today even in the shop. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you'll see that time and time again is that people don't even know why they're drawn to things and it's not until, I mean, I know with myself, the first time that I found a book on Wicca, I had no idea what Wicca was even all about. But it was strangely placed in a gardening section and I had to have it <laughs> and 30 bu- bucks for me for a book was outrageous back in the 90s, when I early 90s, Uh, but I had to have it and um, read it cover to cover and fell in love and just went, this is it, this is what I've been waiting for. And if you saw our video before we came here, Fio and I posted inside of Eclectica and you would have seen Andrea's book collection now and that's only (laughs) the stuff she's letting us look at, not even the stuff that you guys have at home. Um, So how did you guys start thinking about uh, opening a shop or opening a storefront in West End and why West End? Uh, Yeah. Well, I was going to say, initially we weren't going to choose West End. Mm. We were actually looking at moving down to um, northern New South Wales. Um, But things kept not working. Like Mm. we kept kind of being stopped at the pass and, yeah, it just wasn't working for us. And we had four four kids between us too, so all things were happening with them as well. And we that was we a reason. Yeah, that was a big <laughs> reason. They wouldn't go. Into, into they didn't want to go to the country. They're all city kids. <laughs> and you can't fight kids' energy. <laughs> Not no teenager way. kids. No, they didn't. They didn't really want to go. No, so, so we had to stay. We gave up, but within within well, two one days day, we'd found yeah, one day. The next day, yeah, was, the next day we found. Um, where Crystal Earth is now on Russell Street. But wow. uh, we, we wanted to start something because it was a beautiful bookshop in the city that you may remember called the Circle Bookshop. Yes. Yep. And uh, although it was very plain and, uh, you know, just uh, sort of bleak looking inside, they had mm. magnificent books. He was mm. really well researched and uh, I think that was sorely missed and we wanted to fill that gap. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think the other thing about it was too is that um, there was a few places in, in Brisbane, but there was nobody quite doing that more witchcraft, pagan mm-hmm. side. Yeah. And back then, it was, you know, when we first started, I mean, we've had Crystal Earth for like, it'll be 14 years this year. Mm. It was still a kind of a dirty word, to yeah. paganism and witchcraft. So we even were careful about our advertising to make sure we put paganism right down the bottom. Yeah. Because people would say things to us yeah. and attack us for it. Now it's a different kettle of fish. When yeah. was now it, you put it at the top. When was it legalized in? Oh, like 91 or no. something. 88, was it? Which 2001 was, de- was, was it? when it was decriminalised. Totally, it's yeah. not legal. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want it to be. Welcome to Queensland. Yeah. yeah. And again, we're back to the bloody election. Oh, <laughs> yes. But this is why we're here. And that's yes. Yes. And I think yeah. that's, that's another just reason. It. And, uh, it? you know, mm. we, Queensland totally. needs an alternative and, yeah. and uh, people need an alternative. They do. And I think that's, that is one of the reasons why we really felt that we had to stay. And not and Northern course, New South Wales. Which yeah, which has already got a plethora of, they got of enough interesting down there. bits. Well, yeah. that's yeah. it. There's, there's yeah. you know. Yeah, so you throw a, you throw a crystal and you hit a hippie. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. You don't need yeah. that. 
The counterculture capital of Australia is Lismore. Oh, That's what yes. they call themselves. That's the first, when I went to the information booth and the first time that I, that I got there and I pressed a button, we are the counterculture capital of Australia. I thought, really? Whoa. Oh, yeah. What a thing to say. Yes. I've got plenty of work down there. Yeah. I'm curious about um, the any like disruptions or obstructions that came towards you in starting, you know, a pagan store, an occult store in West End in Brisbane 14 years ago. What what did you what negative attention did you get? Um, probably the worst thing for me, at least, that happened is um, one afternoon. It was a Saturday afternoon. Um, the first couple of years we had Crystal Earth. Uh, I was on my own in the shop and there was no other shops at that time that everybody had sort of closed for the day and and I was there on my own and five young men walked in. Um, They were around 20 years old and then they started and they started with asking questions like, aren't you worried that you're going to go to hell for believing in all this thing? And And I stood my ground and I was like, well, no, I actually don't believe in hell, so I'm not going to be going to hell. And they're like, well, you know, don't you follow Christian values? And, and I'd say, well, actually, I'm not a Christian, so no, I'm not. And I, I stood my ground, I stood my ground, and they got more and more angry with me because I wouldn't back down. Mm. But, you know, burn me if you want to. Yeah. But I was just not going to stand down, but I was petrified. Um, they kept attacking me and attacking me verbally, and then it, Escalated a little bit further and I started to fear for my safety. Um, and luckily for me, one of them, he actually talked the other four down. Whoa. Yeah. I've never heard I, that story. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was scary. Yeah. It was scary. And so, yeah, eventually he managed to talk them down and they left. Mm. Um, and then I closed the door. Mm. I got in my little car, drove home and cried my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> I was terrified. As you, would. As you do. Yeah. Because it's like they do that, don't they? It's like I was cornered. Mm. There was five of them. There was one of me. I was in an isolated place. Mm. They felt, oh, easy pickings. Yeah. You know, they're going to go on the attack. You know, I don't get that sort of thing anymore. Um, I think, you know, I, I really don't get. You still get Much a few tough. people down at a clinic. Oh, they'll still stickers try in the window to. And... Yeah, there's little things, but nobody would do it to my not face. Like that. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. no I've not had anymore. a few people come in, but it's nothing like that. Yeah, yeah nothing uh, that we can't take. Yeah, it's it's of. it it has it's never been that that wow. kind of thing. Or a few, you know, people might yell silly things like you know, want to burn your shop down or something as they're walking past, but nobody face to face. No, they just yeah, it just doesn't. It hasn't to. been too bad because West End's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um, it's the I- outsiders. I think was, on Saturdays up there at Crystal Earth, it can get a bit isolated. That's why I work there now. Mm. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I've never really had too much trouble. Usually people come in and they're just a bit unsure and mm. I usually say, well, as a pagan, I believe in other religions and I accept other religions. Mm. And usually that sort of diffuses situations yeah. and uh, people just go, oh, right, okay. And, you know, either walk out or have a look around. So generally, it's not mm. it hasn't been too bad, you know. It's, good. And it's, other uh, pretty good. Other shop yeah. owners, other people in the community, were they pretty helpful or welcoming when you first started? In oh uh, no, we didn't really get any problems, did we? No, not from, not from actually, uh, no. I mean, and um, at least to the, like the real estate, so we've had they've been really great. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that was initially our problems of like you know you have to actually say what it is, what kind of a shop you're putting there, and how's this going to go down. But that, no, I think that. The, uh, a lot of the real estate in Western are 
open-minded of that sort yeah, of thing. And yeah, yeah, definitely. They, they were actually really welcoming, welcoming, and just glad it wasn't going to be another cafe. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any no, more of those. Okay, there is some good coffee in West End. <laughs> there's some good coffee, and there's some, yeah. Mm. You know, um, I'm ah oh god. What about, yeah, I'm curious about like because I know so many people who we would maybe call muggles who know about Eclectica and Crystal Earth. Like I might mention it casually to someone, you know, on a bus or like, you know, walking down the road or at yep. a party. They're like, oh, I know that witchy store. Yeah. Like so as as it grows um, and has grown in um, fame and, and infamy and a little in, in a way, like what is do you, what do you feel is the um, embracing or the. Um, the context of you in the West End, like in West End itself, like how do you feel you connect to the West End egregore? Well, uh, well, I think uh, we, we sort of we sort of hide under the radar a little bit, certainly with Crystal Earth. Um, you know, it's like the shops set back a bit, and I think that was just probably for me just to feel a bit more comfortable and mm-hmm. not feel uh, like I'm exposed or mm-hmm. out in the open. However, Eclectic Care, we deliberately did on the the opposite, which is on the main street. It's mm. going to be there. It's it's like it's the main seen. point we directed for, for, for people. That, yeah, yeah, you know the traffic walking past. Um, yeah, it was, um, uh, and that was a deliberate choice for us, so we could uh, just be, you know, a bit more open. I mean, you know, we don't make any fucking money there. <laughs> just, <laughs> we just survive, yeah. but uh, we feel like uh, Brisbane needs to have that. You know, mm-hmm. outlet, an obvious outlet, mm-hmm. um, not hidden away. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is uh, this is what we try and be. Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, I think that's it. Is for us at least, it's more than. Look, it's not you go to work and you're making money, and then you you know you go home and you watch TV. Um, for us, when we initially started Crystal Earth, it was really we wanted to do something more. It wasn't about making money. We never thought, oh, we're going to make absolute millions of doing this. It was more about, you know, we wanted, we really saw it like it was going to be a spiritual drop in center. Mm-hmm. Like it was going to be a place where people could go. I mean, I tell you, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said to me, this mounds might sound crazy, but. <laughs> oh, um, Yeah. And it's like, I'm glad to. It doesn't. To, yeah. <laughs> Not to us. No, it's you are in a safe I mean, I can't place. even think of something that would no. yeah. I'd go. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That, that just for people to be able to come in and feel like they can say things yeah. to us and they can open up and they can be themselves, that's a huge thing for us. You know, yeah. it really, I mean, and I think that is one of the reasons why we did have to stay in Brisbane mm. because let's face it, it's pretty fucking conservative. And, it is. And we didn't want that. You know, yeah. we wanted to be um, a safe space for all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. um it didn't really turn out. It wasn't meant to be conservative, I don't think. It's just what, I think Brisbane? the Joe era when they knocked down a lot of the buildings. Well, that didn't help. The oh. Joe didn't help, but I don't know. It just it's, I think it just changed the – I think they copy Sydney and Melbourne too. I think they can or, you know, there's not enough sort of entrepreneurial just start your own thing up here. It's a bit more well, there was that cliche for a long time that all my friends are leaving Brisbane. Mm. There wasn't even a movie about it, so it's like – yeah, yeah, it was – Everyone, every second person, especially artists or people who are a little different, mm. were leaving Brisbane or Queensland to mm. go to Melbourne. I yeah. did it. To be in their band. <laughs> yeah. You would. No. <laughs> I lived in Melbourne, David. Um, yeah. You know, or they, they didn't yeah, totally. feel like they could be themselves hey, t- here. Yeah, look, and, and the people wouldn't like their art or their music here, which was yeah. a big thing with bands, was yeah. they all left mm. and went to Sydney and yeah, Melbourne. There's a big underground lot of people. But we do have the it. best music from yeah. Brisbane. That's yeah. true, actually. Yeah. All yeah. of it. Like, yeah. if you look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Some of the best. Oh, you and I are going to have a whole podcast just about music, Lachlan. Don't worry. 
Yes, definitely. Mm. Um, so yeah, I didn't want it to be like, we're just blowing smoke up your ass. Cause you guys know how much I love and fear love both your stores, but for people who don't know both the shops, so crystal earth, um, the first shop you opened 14 years this, this year is wall to wall crystal specimens, uh, a witch's pantry and a pocket three, um, candles, mm. like great, like spell candles that are sourced. And also one of the things I think is really important up there is, yes, it's got a healing aspect to it. Most people that come in there when I'm behind the counter, it's they're mm. either unwell themselves or they're visiting someone in hospital. That's why they're in Brisbane or they're staying in South Bank. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's interesting that the hospital is close by. And yes. It was never intentional, but that's, we, no. do, we do get a lot of people and coming in from the hospital. And I think it might be Ronald McDonald's house yeah. or someone. They, they pay for apartments around the corner from us. So mm-hmm. family members who are going to the hospital come yeah. into our shop. So it is definitely, I feel like, a healing space and a, a place of, of higher vibrations and energies, lots of angel and fairy and elemental mm. And uh, I think it's that stuff. particular space too. Just that place. Yeah, because the before we were there mm. in that space, there'd been a lot of healing places as well. Yeah, yeah. So there is layer and layers and layers. And then it used to be places. the old post office. Oh. Communication. Yeah, and back then the post office was important. I like that. Yeah. It would have been the hub of everything yeah, up there was, on that corner everything. on the hill. And people went up there to communicate. Oh, I like that. Far and wide. Didn't mm. I? Mm. Mm. There you yes. go. Yeah, yeah, no texting. No, no proper letters. No YouTube. I know that tree is seen a lot and I feel that mm. building's seen a lot. Absolutely. And then mm. I joke, I jokingly say to people when I'm explaining, oh, you should go down and check out our other shop. I say up here is like fairyland. Down there is kind of like Hogwarts. <laughs> so we've got it a lot. Uh, red and black sign. There's a yeah. huge knight in shining armor standing out the front. You can't miss him. Mm. It's occult books and it's very heavy on knowledge and information more mm. than anything else, I think. And our reading room and our teaching space is there too. Yeah. So just for people who haven't seen it, want to yes. go out and check yeah. it out. When we when we first set up, we um, I didn't want to. Every time I walked into a crystal shop, I felt like I was going to get cut by glass. You know, little <laughs> glass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. So Facts. Uh, so we decided to do it with all wood and we went to the beach and got a lot of driftwood and put it and hanged it from the ceiling. Yeah, and that is amazing. Uh, all wooden bookshelves. Um, and it took me a little while to figure out how to set the shop up, but finally I got it. And that is into health areas, you know, like um, you have a, a section for protection and a section for um, changes and a section for, you know, uh, just peace or whatever. Um, and uh, that that's uh, thanks to Andrew's fantastic readings um, for yes. each crystal. So that, the information was probably the centre to, to that shop. I think that's the difference is that uh, so each crystal that is bought uh, you get, uh, which is fun, we get to identify the crystal the person's brought to the counter, which is was where my learning curve was, <laughs> learning a lot more crystals than I ever thought existed, and then they get this amazing reading a little piece of paper that comes with it that andrea you've done all of those and from the beginning yeah yeah so andrea <laughs> holds, held each yeah. kind of stone <laughs> and has handwritten these and we make sure yeah. that everyone gets one with each stone and they tell me they're little secrets. they do tell you secrets and it really freaks me out because every time i'm going what is this stone i'm unwrapping for lachlan he's like you should read andrea's reading on it and the minute Don't I worry, do, he I'm tells like, me that oh, I should read my it. readings on really? <laughs> you really no, need to read this. <laughs> every time, every time you get me. Um, so, yeah, that's that's some of the, the things that you provide there. Uh, I want to kind of, I don't know, give it to you, Theo. Do you want to ask any questions? Because I get Well, I was just going to say, I didn't, I didn't even know that, that, that you did that. 
And so, like, See, my, my, opi- like my high opinion of you just went through yeah. the roof. Andrew's yeah. so lit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no. Like, she, she's too a, modest. She's the centre of With that her shop. Like, yeah. her, her readings are the, the basis of it. Mm. Yeah, but wow. I suppose for she me. She can't remember any of them. That's no. my job. Yeah. I organise yeah, it. Yeah, no, definitely it's the brains behind <laughs> And I keep it all, like, yeah. clean and uh, organised. Well, I know but, you're a Piscean sun. Yeah. So what are you? I'm Taurus. Ah. So good response there. That's okay. I forget. Get that you're exactly the same yeah. as Damien, yeah, my yeah, partner. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, mm, yeah, that Taurus. Yeah. You have a bit of Taurus. You do, uh, to ground us, ladies. Can either go both ways. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, uh, yeah, no, Andrea's, Andrea's definitely the, the psychic genius behind it. No, nah, let's see, that, that's what I don't like. I don't, I don't put it out there that I do that, no. mainly because it's kind of like, look, it's not my information, if you yeah. know what I mean. It's the Stones information. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm an important character in it. It's like it's what is that saying about you know you don't take thank the pen for the all good psychics don't don't yeah this is true this is true I feel like I'm just yeah I'm just the conduit I just happen to be able to talk to the rocks but I'm not saying it yeah you're listening you're perceiving because it's definitely and I I do think that like what I'm really what I'm really uh, what I was surprised about actually well, well I don't know why surprised because everything is so thoughtful is the deliberate like thoroughness of that like the fact that you like sit with all of them and then listen to all of them is not only respectful but also really just thorough and so your stores sh- kind of show that because I have been to a lot of new age occult witchy stores in North America and Australia and in Europe in Brazil and yours are the most thorough and I think that is like a I'm always looking for thoroughness as a practitioner. Mm. Like when I go into a store, I want to know that everything is multi-layered and multivalent, and it's mm. not superfluous or superficial. Or I'm not going to be cut because by by some obsidian flake thing <laughs> that's hanging above my head. Yeah. Mm. So that's yeah. what I hear. Like I hear mm-hmm. that part. And you know, in this day and age, a lot of um, the sacred vocations of being a priestess or a head writer or a herbalist or an astrologer or, or a medium, they're not, they're derided and made ridiculous. Um, but in many cultures to this day, they're still central and very significant and very important. And people respect those vocations. Uh, I think the world, I think in the West, it's happening again. Yes. Like when people find out, because I don't, when I don't know someone, I do not tell them what I do. Mm. I do not want to have that conversation. Yeah. I say I'm self-employed. If mm. they ask, I say something like I teach meditation. I really don't want to have this conversation with you is what I'm trying to communicate. Mm. Um, when they actually figure it out, there's this like, oh, and I can hear in their voice this actual respect for it. Mm. Like that is a job. That is a profession. Whereas 10 years ago, that is not the response no. that no. people gave me. No. Yep. So I don't know. There's a there's a change in the West, and people are remembering that more holistic, um, less reductionist uh, professions and professions of intuition and connection to other planes and other beings are actually really significant. Mm, for absolutely. Sure. I mean, like I was saying before, I think there has been a huge change. Um, even when I first opened Eclectica, so that was like seven years ago, I had the witchcraft books and things like that. They were self-indulgent <laughs> i really had to control myself like no more witchcraft books nobody's buying them but now they're my biggest selling books yeah that and tarot they're you know huge whereas yeah yeah when i first opened no nah, yeah, you know right. yeah. even yeah. just from 10 years ago yeah sure yeah, yeah. Well, it, all, it all used to be like chakras and meditation and that sort of thing which people were sort of more familiar with yeah. and now witchcraft is just like taken off completely i think it's a combination of two things i think it's like uh um, 
there's definitely uh, a feel like something in the air that's just made um, the situation like that. But also, uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Don't worry, I did that last week. Oh. It happens a lot. I was thinking similar thing. I think we might have even spoken about it in the first episode where I think I talk about it in the shop as well. So this is going to repeat. I won't know if I've said it on the podcast or in the shop to a customer. <laughs> so I think that'll <laughs> happen a good, lot. Honey. It'll happen. Um, where, you know, I was try- I think I was trying to speak about as much as I know about, I guess, uh, witchcraft or wicker in particular being in pop culture and how – uh, especially oh, yeah, say, after, yeah. you know, the, with the Me Too movement, with mm. women's lib mm. like it did mm. in the 60s and, and 70s and Harry all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's allowing, yeah, it's allowing or, or it's a drawing people to to a different way of thinking. Yeah, I think, I mean, that is it in that, um, like, for instance, like, I mean, my kids grew up with Harry Potter and they're mm. adults now and it's those adults who are coming and buying all the witchcraft Oh, books. yeah. It's like, I want to be that. <laughs> yeah, I want all my childhood fantasies real. Yes. Which they can be. Which they are. They are. And some of it I think is also the social political reality because Mm. witchcraft has always historically Mm. been um, a tool of the oppressed and the marginalised. So with with conservatism rising and trying to control everything um, constantly, um, there's there's often marginalised people, young people, women, trans people, people of colour, people of who are marginalised in any way who are like, wow, there is actually an art that is for me, this, mm. uh, this art of empowerment, this art of change, this art of liberation from bondage that can also help me access something authentic and substantial. Mm. And as a lineage from the past that we can all tap into, this healing, head-riding lineage. Yeah, mm. and I think there's, there's so much power within that. And I think that's what, if anything, I mean, at least for me, witchcraft, it gave me back my power. Mm. You know, when I first found it, I was a young woman and I had just broken up with my husband. I was like, what, 22? And I was, and I'd come from a really bad place. You know, I'd come from a, an abusive relationship, went out in the world, and I really needed something to make me feel strong again. And when I found witch, witchcraft, it changed my life mm. because it gave all the power back to me. And that's what I love about witchcraft is the fact that. You don't have to look up and say there's some old guy up there in the clouds and he's the one who knows all this all this shit and blah, 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 blah. No, it is all you, baby. Mm. You've got it all. And that's what I absolutely love. And that's what I love about the fact that like all the, the Me Too movement and those kinds of things and witchcraft can, it like supports everything like that that's, that's absolutely. coming up. You know, because it's all about empowering people. It's not about following and you having sovereignty and ownership over your own form and your own mind and you having uh, will and direction and purpose Mm. absolutely Mm. totally and it also i think like from that place connects us to respect for beings that have been pushed away like just this morning i um my housemate walks in and says to me did you know that koalas are now on the functionally extinct list Mm. and i just you know I feel a little numb to all this information now because it's so mm. constant and mm. consistent, but I just like had a moment in bed lying there going fucking hell. Mm. And what witchcraft does for me is is it as a practice and as a cosmology, it's constantly reminding me that wisdom lives in the non-human, mm. in, yes. in the human too, but actually like listen to tree people yep. and stone people and wave people and star people mm. and mountain people and that is also political. It's inherently political because it can, the, if we actually go through that, if we if we do it, then we remind ourselves of the way our ancestors and some cultures to this day live, which is with a really broad concept of kin. And then this 
ability to respectfully engage with the others. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which I also think like when people come into the store and, you know, we're sitting there and people come in and talk about these things and they're, they're a little afraid or nervous mm. or like, oh, I don't know, they're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. And Brody and I like really mm. no. no. We actually, some, now I just stop them. Yeah. Mm. Like, okay. no, you are welcome to say it. Yeah. And then they'll say something like, oh, I like, I listen to rocks or when I plant, I feel these things or sometimes the moon does this to me or my grandmother appeared at the end of my bed. Mm. Yep, yeah. keep going, yeah. keep okay. going. Yep, yeah. that's just a normal day. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's I just treat it as a matter of fact, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Because it well, is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. That's all, that's the way I see it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And I think right. that's the the beauty of the way that you do it too, Lachlan. Is that you, I love it when there's he does no that. there's no kind of like you know a lot of times people oh, they just make fun of it or something mm. and that's what I suppose I loved about Lachlan is that he's so matter of fact about things just like absolute acceptance mm. of yes this is this. I think it's because I've got a science background and uh, you know science annoys me a bit a lot. Um, <laughs> now, I got a degree in, in science, but uh, it sort of taught me that I needed to learn the other side and that's why I went to the other side. I, I call it the other side almost, mm. you know, uh, the non-logical side. You know, I like to think, I like to believe in things that can't be proven. You know, mm. I've always said that. That's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Well, I had a conversation with someone today in the shot where I actually said magic is just things that science hasn't mm. documented yeah. Mm. yet. Yeah, I yeah. saw, I saw a, a Native American... Uh, uh, Indians say the other day that uh, science, um, it's basically the, the, the problem with science is that it doesn't look at what, uh, it doesn't look at belief and it doesn't explain the unexplained. Mm-hmm. And that puts it in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, and we've got to watch out for science because we also got to remember that science is the number one religion. Yes. All right. And, uh, you know, it's not Christianity as such. It's science. Science rules the show and uh, it is abused. And uh, it is um, there's a fight going on, as far as I'm concerned. I totally agree. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you know, um, I think I I can see both sides, and it's not it's good that I've got the science side because then I can see from the other point of view. Yeah. And uh, so I'm able just to sit back and go, okay, well, this, you know, I understand that you know science says this is not right, but I also understand science and how they don't know, you know. Yeah. So it's easy for me to go, well you know, prove to me that that's not the case, if if that makes sense. Yeah, I think what's interesting as well is that science really at its root is the seeking um, data in order to know more about natural processes. Yes. And um, I have a lot of friends who are professional scientists who are also witches. They they obviously do not let anyone know. Some of them are employed by the highest, you know, Mm. um, research clinics in the land, both in Australia and North America, particularly for the people I know, biochemists and engineers and people who are studying um, uh, how to, how to, cure cancer or how to you know help people who uh, have various kinds of cancer and they're witches and for those people I know they've told me it's not different Mm-mm. and so when we look at the root of the word and also what happened unfortunately during the renaissance was this persecution of scientists who were observing different data by the mm. church so mm. obviously then there's mm. this you know hundreds year old um kind of antipathy like agrimony between between um science people of scientific um ideals and people of religious um, dogmatic attitudes like the church. So there's this war between those two. But then, of course, yes, it has become like reductionist science and the way that 
people who aren't science trained believe in it. Mm. Like, oh, well, science says it's like, what, what is science? You, like, what is this monolithic science? Because most scientists don't like actual practicing scientists will not say those things. Mm. They'll, they'll actually be really agnostic. Yes. They'll sit there and go, well, I can't I prove know. or disprove that. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of, I don't know. Mm. And I, and I, and I always remember my friends who are scientists because I'm like, yeah, but they're not, when people say the science says, the science says, I'm like, you can't say it like that because you're, the way you're communicating to your constituents, because I often hear politicians say that mm. um, about certain things. Uh, and I know what they're trying to say. Like you must, this is a crisis because science says, well, that's true, like about climate change, et cetera. But it's also really it's, it's the same thing. It's like, well, the church says. It's replacing that. Yeah. We used to say the church yeah. says this. It's now come it's, full circle. Now basically. it's science says. It's mm. like, well, let's not enter that game because yeah. it's not great. Mm. I mm. totally agree with what you're saying. Right now we can't even get people to believe in the science that we know is fact. <laughs> yeah. Like we've got exactly. people sort of especially in politics mm. saying, oh, well, my mm. data my imaginary data says you're imaginary. It's the same mm. as two people arguing about deity. <laughs> My imaginary friend is better than a more real than your imaginary friend. I don't know. Mm. Nature doesn't lie. She yeah. hides things, but she doesn't lie. That's right. And I think magic is, for me, the poetry of nature. Yes. And science, um, science doesn't speak Mm-mm. that language. Science speaks a language of data, magic yeah. and witchcraft speaks a language of poetry yeah. it's in, and art, yeah. and they're complementary. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with science. It's yeah. just when no. it's abused, yeah. you know. When people get an ego and, like, they don't want to say that they don't know, so they'll say that it is false. Yeah. When it's not false, you just don't know. Like the Richard Dawkins of the world. Oh, exactly. like, don't start. Like, like that, that particular person <laughs> is so irritating. Oh. Yeah. He's toxic. Because he don't measures just, that whole atheistic bull- I want to start it. Because yeah. that, whole, that, that whole atheistic bullshit with, with his, he maps every, he compares everything to the Judeo-Christian idea of God. Yes, and, that's, and it's like, dude, I don't even, the idea of the, the category of belief is mm, so mm, different to what I do. To so the last yeah. 2,000 years, buddy, yeah. we need to go bigger. And you got to make, it makes you wonder about a person that uh, dedicates their life to putting other people down. Or yeah. To, yeah. To, you yeah. know, it's like. You can see by looking at him, oh, yes. he's a miserable bugger oh, right fucking can't have a cuddle have a coke and a smile i don't know what you need to do but seriously oh, i bet you he's off so many people's christmas card lists oh, yeah. he's a be- right pain in the ass yeah. just have a bit of wonder about just the go world. talk to david attenborough well that's what i'm saying like, oh, there yeah. are people who speak about science and about the natural world in and particular. in poetic ways <gasps> neil yeah. degrasse tyson exactly, just yeah. pour it in my ear mm, like yeah. beautiful scientists and historians yeah, i could listen to facts Absolutely. Yeah, mm. So there, there that. are there are other people we should be listening to. But mm. yeah, that makes me wonder. Do you have you know we have these religious conservatives and religious bigots, but do you ever have like reductionist scientists, absolutely rationalist people come people into the in store huge, and, oh, be, in, and be like, "What the fuck? Really, you're wasting mm. your time on this?" Has that ever happened? Yeah, that happens, but probably more with me. But then I am a scientist, so I know how to talk to them. <laughs> You know, I'll, I've I'll, only explain, had I'll explain things from a scientific point of view and to the to the extent, well, you know, you, it's up to you whether you want to believe. It's about belief and mm. they have to understand. They have their own, own feelings about belief and I guess that's what it comes down to, you know. Um, yes. I'll give you a good example. Uh, um, it, you know, with dowsing in particular, like you've got the farmers, okay, in, in, in Queensland, very regnecked, very conservative, yet they go out with the, with dowsing sticks, with their, with <laughs> like their my dowsing grandfather. sticks, mm-hmm. because water is like much more important than their pride or their what they think about, you know, 
this hippie shit. What the neighbours are saying. And because yeah. they see it work. And yeah. it works, yeah. right? But get, get them tested by sceptics and it doesn't work and it never works and that's because the sceptics are thinking that this doesn't work. And so there's, there's a brainwave interference going on. Right. Well, I mean, it's magic. Your thoughts it's are creating. It's one thought versus another group of thoughts. I mean, it's mm. all it is all the power of thought. And when you get one group of, of thought, people I mean, thinking that's not going to work, you know, there's, you, you'll get a result which is 50-50. Which is interesting because I think for me there are two categories of belief. There's the belief that you two are talking about, which is like the consciousness, the thought, and then there's this belief as kind of opinion. Because I always ma- I maintain this is true and this has been my experience. You do not have to believe in tarot. Like, sit here. I'll it read believes it. in you. I will read it. I'll read it for you, honey. Like, <laughs> And every time someone has come to me and they've said, oh, I don't believe in this shit. Or my mom has dragged a friend in and been like, oh, come on, give it a go. Or my dad has. And I remember this one Dutch guy who was who owned some land up in nor- the north of Bali where my father lives. He's like, oh, this is all bullshit. And I was like, look, I'm happy to read for you, but only if you're not an asshole. And mm. then so he sat down and he um, he was quiet. He s- said nothing. And I prefer it that way. Please don't give me any information. And um, he, you know, he tra- shuffled the cards. He touched them. Like, therefore, he's in them now. And then the tarot, the spirit of the tarot read him. And I, my job is simply to interpret it and to pick up other things. And he was really in awe that I could get all of that. Mm-hmm. And so there and that has happened so many times that that people are like, oh, this is bullshit. I don't believe in it. I'm like, well, actually, it doesn't matter. With with tarot especially, mm. but I do think there are at least at least two categories of belief, like the belief of the like the the as you were saying, Lachlan, the brainwave thought stuff that would block someone, like yeah. if they're just sitting there with a dowsing stick going, mm. "This is bullshit." In that way, it's mm. the same. I think I've heard actually Neil deGrasse Tyson, we mentioned before, say that exact thing mm. when people go, "Well, I don't believe that the Earth is." I think the latest thing was, you know, is the Earth. I don't want to say it, and he was like, "Well." That's the beauty of science. Science doesn't care yeah. if you believe or not. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. nature doesn't. I always say that about the earth and I say that about the environment and people sort of, especially in crystal earth being, and I try to be the glass half full girl when I'm there because <laughs> they're like, you know, it's going to be great. And with belief and with my indigo child, it's going to be amazing. And we're going to, the next like- generation are going to save the planet. And I'm like, yes, but also the earth doesn't need us. She's going to be fine. Yes, exactly. The whole point of this is is saving as many animals as we can and we're one of the animals, yeah. right? And if you want to live here, mm. then worry about it. But if not, it doesn't care. Mother no. Earth doesn't no. care about you. No, <laughs> not, no in that way. not in that way. But you know what I like? We are Mother Earth or we are yeah. Teacher Earth. And that's, I think, one of the most poisonous things that has happened in the past few centuries is that we ha- we really believe that we are we we believe on a subconscious unconscious level that we are not earth yeah. that we are not nature and so we say things like nature as an object over yes. there and we build artificial co- cities that um, are for the uh, like that are for the agendas of humans and humans only and we take things from the earth and and not 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 I say we and I shouldn't say that because there are so many cultures to this day who do not do those no. things and are, and are being wiped out because they politically oppose those things and and I and it's just so distressing. Like, and that's why, like, again, but to tie it back in, like places like Eclectica and Crystal Earth are very important because there are folks who, you know, are the proprietors of those places and who work in those places and who read in those places that can also say to anyone who comes mm. off of the street, 
who really is anyone, like the kinds of people we read for, I sometimes go home and I'm like, you wouldn't believe the people I <laughs> yeah. read for. They are not who you think. No. They are they are business people. Yeah. They are they are mothers. They are people who are some of them are Christian. Many of them are say, Christian. Going back to the scientists, the some of my last readings there last month were scientists. I think I even left one of the gentleman's cards to be put on our mailing list, yeah. and who was a professor that wanted to to stay in touch, and um, lots of people who are psychologists and surgeons. Oh, mm. nurses. So many Good doctors. Lord. Yeah. A lot of doctors. Yeah. 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 But going back to what you're saying about the earth based, that, that's what got me into witchcraft. Mm. Uh, that's why I call myself a witch mm. uh, and proud to because it is earth based. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I say to people. I believe that the earth has an intelligence mm. other than human. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And uh, that makes them think a little bit. And and that's that's why that's why it is what I, this is what I do, basically. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, um, it's, it's great. It is. So I'm interested in, as we come close to the end of this, this episode, like could you, Lachlan and Andrea, talk about some like really, I don't know, beautiful um, things that have happened, um, personal stories that you're willing to share related to your, your work? Gee, there's so many. <laughs> I know. There really is. There's so many. Um, now, some of them... Um, they may like this one may not sound beautiful, but it actually was quite beautiful. Um, a woman came in, and this is back when I was doing readings at Crystal Earth, and um, she she used to come in and get readings for me fairly regularly, and and then one day she came in, and she said, "Oh, well, I don't I don't really want a reading." Um, some stuff had come up for her, and she said, "Oh, I just kind of want." a yes or a no, but I don't really want to tell you what it is. And then I instantly knew what it was and I said, yes. And she she said, yep. She goes, I, I really needed to hear that. And what it was is she actually had a brain tumour and she died within a matter of months later. But sometimes it's okay to die. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's that everybody was sitting there. She said that she, she really struggled with it and we actually – went outside and when we sat and we talked about it and she said it's been really hard because everybody says, you know, hang in there, you're going to be okay, you can get through this. And she really needed somebody to just say, you, you know, it's okay, mm. you can die. You know, it, it's all right to do that. that, that's okay. So for me that even though it sounds sad and it sounds like, but it was actually really beautiful because it's, yeah, it's like, no, I accept that you, you're okay to die mm. and then that it's okay to die like because yeah. so many people want to fight it. And yeah, and she was she was like this woman was as calm as a Hindu cow. So I have never seen somebody <laughs> so you know laid back. She was fine. Yeah. And the fact that I said you know that I agreed that yeah. it was time to go, she was so happy that I'd said that. You know, and it seems a strange thing, but no, yeah. it's beautiful. We actually get a lot, like I was saying before, at Crystal Earth. I've had it in Eclectica too, but I've had people come up there that are that are currently mid chemo. They are suffering from terminal illnesses or they've just lost someone in a tragic accident or they've lost a pet. Mm. And my my sister recently, actually today, I, I did want to talk to, about him a little bit, was um, Luke Quadrelli's. Um, mm. um, exactly. I think it's, it, he was having a service tonight. So we lost a, a friend uh, last week who passed away in a really tragic accident that was a big part of um, he had the Rendezvous Tea Room over in Woolloongabba and he was a great 
supporter of mm. of um, readers and yeah. and of of all things kind of magical and wistful in his world over there. He was a very very sweet man. He died tragically. And it just feels – I just wanted to mention him tonight before I forget yeah. about him because um, we get we, – we deal with more death. I think what I was going to mm. say is about Luke but also my sister had a very close friend pass away uh, who was suffering from terminal cancer and she wasn't religious at all. In fact, her family or, or the people she had grown up around were, were very, uh, very strict Christians and she had – you know, a month into her treatment said, I cannot take any more of your talk about heaven. Mm. I'm done because mm. it's not for me anyway. Mm. But she was very scared because that once that's removed, she didn't know anything else. She didn't, but she didn't have any sort of faith or spirituality or even belief in nature and it being part of what she was meant to be doing. She was just scared. Mm. And it, you know, it was the first time I kind of said, well, I talk to people about death all mm. the time. And if it would help, to talk about in a different way because we don't have death doulas in Australia that I know of yet. I would love to talk to some if there's anyone listening to the podcast that would like to come in and talk to us about that because mm. I feel I like it's several. a huge we thing. We need yeah. to have that chat because I feel like we fulfil that role a lot for people. They come in, they feel very comfortable being able to speak to us about death. Um, and, again, I guess it helps if we speak to spirits a lot so we're just like we're all with yeah. whatever you need to say. And also people who've suffered from near-death experiences. I've had multiple calls into Crystal Earth from people who are like, I didn't know who else to call. Mm. I found you guys online. Yeah. I don't know. I can't resort. talk to my family mm. because they think I'm, they don't believe what I saw mm. and I need to, does any, do you know anyone? Can I talk to you about it? Mm. Yeah. We get so many, don't we? We really do. Yeah, yeah. daily. Mm. Daily. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. I never thought it was going to turn out like that, mm. but uh, that's the way it did. And I guess, um, you know, I'm just happy it has because, you know, you get to help so many people and uh, you get feedback, which is really positive, which helps you and yeah. makes you feel more comfortable and, you know, that you're doing a good thing and the right thing. Yeah, and yeah. as witches we're doing our bit for community, which is yeah. I always feel like our work is not just work, like you were yeah. saying before, we don't go in and just, Yeah, it blows know. my mind. It blows my mind sometimes just, you know, the people that come in and, yeah. and mm. uh, just open their heart and. You know, I've got a box of tissues there. Oh, look. Oh, Sometimes I shut the door, the curtain goes, and I'm like, we just need to take a minute and have a cuddle and have a cry. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's great, you know. I I never expected that. Yeah. But I think that's beautiful. I mean, that, you know, because within our society, at least, you know, because of death, Mm. is such a thing that everybody shuns away from, shies away from. In the West. Uh, Yeah, completely. And. So, I mean, I'm glad we can sort of fulfil that role because we've had some doozies, I tell you. Oh my well, it's goodness. what we do, which yeah. is have always do. done this. We bring people yeah, in, we exactly. take people out. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's the That's journey, true. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it has to be the full full circle, otherwise why are we doing it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to cover everything. And going back to the nature thing, it's, it's always duality. It's always polarity mm-hmm. and, yeah, mm. you have to kind of, I it's guess it's nice to remind that. Comes from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the strength. Sure, and we've all been doing it since we were kids. So why? Well, yeah. I know. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, I yeah. didn't know that I was doing it, but I didn't know why. Every witch I know. Yeah. Every witch I know. I, mm. pri- I remember primary school yeah. just helping out kids. I'm going, oh, God. Mm. I saw a meme Counseling. the other day. Um, what, what is it? Oh, like? I shared it the one we were like, if you're not, you know, you didn't spend your childhood, you know, making <laughs> mud pies and stirring potions mm. with a stick, and it shows. And it shows. <laughs> and Scott Morrison, girl, it, it shows, shows. It really shows. buddy. Scomo, <laughs> it shows, yeah. buddy. Um, yeah, people often ask that question in the shop when they're curious too. Like, oh, so when did you become a 
and I don't want to say it. And I'm like, which? And they're like, <laughs> which? And yeah, I'm like, it's like I think January I always again. was. And you talk about things yeah. that you did as a child. We can't, you can't put your finger on exactly well, when I you decided. I try and soften it down a bit. And I say, don't. I go for it. Well, yeah, I, I do. I just <laughs> this say, is well, the difference between a Liberan and a Tory. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, but which was just midwives and herbalists yeah. from the Middle Ages, mainly women. You know, what's wrong with that? Or I go about the debates on what the word means mm. and what witch or, or yeah. wicker came from. And I love that it's still a word. It will turn. always be a word that moving. that hits people. Mm. Yes. You know, it will always be that word. And mm. that is, I, I always knew I was a witch, mm. but it, I love, I I am a very politically minded person and I love that it will always be that word. Mm. It either zings people, it arouses people, it freaks people out. It I just it makes people go, what the fuck are you talking mm. about? Like, which? Why would you say that? Yeah, yeah, don't say, yeah I've had that. <laughs> I do. I've had that. Don't say that about yourself. Don't call yourself a witch. <laughs> you really don't get it. You really don't get it. It's <laughs> like, it. Mm. yeah, yeah no, I reclaim it proudly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when we take it, we take all of it, right? Yes. We have to acknowledge all of that. it. Yeah. Mm. Which is again that birth and death stuff, mm. and that and that which is you know which is we we go with the darkness, and we and we know that that is fertile and wise. Mm. Yeah, I mm. mean, again, it's it all it's all that nature stuff. It's all the you know the ebb and flow of things. It's just you know you can't just choose to be one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a little bit of a problem with like you know the love and lightness. Yeah, you know, it's just a little bit too much for me. It's um. You know, it's nice for them if it works, but I just don't believe it works. Well, so I say sometimes I think it's it's great for me. Like I, I am surrounded <laughs> by like, a lot oh, of positivity man, totally up at Crystal Earth, yeah. you know, <laughs> and the crystals hold me and, and the, the wonderful um, customers and the children and stuff that come in and mm. ahs and mm. all of the wows that we get when mm. they, they experience yeah. it. So that's good because yeah. I, you know, I tend to lead towards the dark a little, just yeah. a smidge. Tiny <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's nice to to. I've spent I, too much time in the dark. I'm <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. No, well, it's from the dark. The light it's okay. it's yeah. time. So the shrooms. All timing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, happy. I'm happy where I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Well, and I've loved having you guys on. This I know that this so won't good. be the last yes. time. We want to yeah. have you back. Yeah, yeah. Um, going for ages, can't it? Yeah, definitely. Auckland, I would love to have you to talk about. The paranormal, and specifically, I know you're interested in UFOs. Oh yeah, there's a I would. Things, so, yeah. We could do that. And you guys both visited um, when you were in England. You were in, you went crop circles. Oh, yeah. and I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It all. yeah, all of it, all of it. And we'll have to do a witchy show. With yes, you, definitely. Yes. Or maybe you and I can do a, a ghosty uh, <laughs> oh. super show. That would be amazing. Yes. Oh, so many exciting things. This podcast is bringing me so much yes, joy. And I want to uh, quickly, before we go, thank um, everyone for liking Holy our shit. first episode. I think we've got 200 well, people in, or more. in one day, we had like 250 people. Yeah. I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm over not, 200 people like our page. I'm not yeah. freaking out at all. Yeah. No, it's great, guys. I want to just say thank you for yeah. oh, me and Andrew. No, so and, uh, glad you're doing I it. I listened to it for the first time and uh, well, the, the last episode or the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, very natural. Very good. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's good. It's a good thing. Thanks, Pop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Mm. Uh, well done. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and um, we'll talk to you all soon. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Mwah, mwah. Blessings. Bye. We lay upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky. We felt the dark clouds falling and omen apparition. And with the thunder rolling, how preceded the storm we lay beneath the wolf sky. We lay beneath the wolf sky. This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. 
This song is Wolf Sky. <laughs> 